0: Over the airwaves, you're listening to JC Hawks Radio.
2: Hello and welcome to the show. Today is Monday, May 1st, 2017, and I am your host, J.C. Hawks. Today's guest is Dominique White, owner of the Tennessee Diamondbacks, as well as we'll have a special segment on officiating with Megan Garza-Glass, who has played in four women's football leagues in her career. She's played for the WPFL, the NWFA, the IWFL, and the WFA. So we'll be playing that segment a little later. Uh, Dominique White will be joining us at 10 minutes after the hour. And then we should be playing the uh, clip on officiating at about 30, 35 minutes after the hour. If you listened to last week's show, we had Vince Singletary, the fitness major on, and we talked about how to prevent injuries. As I had stated um, on the website, if you go to radio.jchawks.com, I put the information of Vince. I put his uh, Facebook page, his YouTube page, his Twitter page, and all that information. That if you're interested in contacting Vince, even though you're out of out of the area, he can still work with you. If you listen to it, you can start the um, the audio at 15 minutes into the podcast of last week's, and he talked about that. Even if you don't live you know, in the Sacramento area, he could still work with you either using a video, uh, like a Skype or some FaceTime or something of that. Or you can take a picture, and he would kind of evaluate you in that way. But probably be the best time to, you know, do the the one-on-one face, you know, FaceTime or Skype, so that way you can talk and ask questions. Uh, so I have that on the site at radio.jchucks.com, and I also had mentioned that I was going to add to the site a link. Uh, in regard to sports-specific training for women for football. And that's on the site as well. Now, I was kind of checking it out on uh, Internet Explorer and Google Chrome and Firefox. Um, And for some reason, when you do the Internet Explorer, it wants you to download it. So if you play on the other two... Um, uh, web browsers you'll be able to just play it so as soon as you open the link it says click here Uh, it's it's a long one the sports specific training uh, for women for football is about an hour and 10 minutes long but it's it's great information like I said he talks about um, what types of exercises you need to train for for a specific position Uh, and and you know you can you can email vince singletary at major at gmail.com if you have any questions or you can email me at jc at jchawks.com I have the chat room open so if you uh, go to radio.jchawks.com you'll see the chat button on the bottom left hand side once you click that you'll have a screen that says log in create an account or um, just come sign in as guest so when you hit sign in as guest you could pick your username, and you know that's that's who we'll see. So if you say, "Hey, I'm uh, Tina Fey," you could put Tina Fey, and that's who we'll see. Now, if you want to uh, reserve that name, then you want to create an account to keep that name. Otherwise, you know you can use any name you know you want on the site, and it's a little easier than uh, the chat board that I was using. Um, so I kind of changed to this one, and I'm I'm actually sharing it with IW. SFA radio which is part of wfb talk i thought this was an easier chat room than using the one i had used because it, it only uh said that you were guest one two three or guest five six seven in, in that. and that so it really couldn't tell who was answering the questions looking at uh, the uswfl site uh they still have not updated the site um it's been we're going on almost a month uh, on saturday it'll be a month that the site, uh, took, you know, had taken down the schedule. So unless, unless you go to the individual sites, you don't know what the schedule is. But a lot of times people don't want to go to 14, 15, 16, 17, 65 sites. You know, they want to just go to one site so that could see who's playing, get the scores, get the tweets. The USFL has not, to this date, updated the website. And so a lot of times you have to rely on the team's which is unfortunate because they're not giving teams and players due recognition. You know, usually when you sign up for a league, you know, you pay a substantial amount of money and and you get these certain services. These teams are pretty much on their own. They're independent um, away from a league. Um, And it's a shame because, you know, you want to get, you know, um, that recognition and, in order for fans to find you, they're going to go to the league. They don't know that this team is out here or that team is out there. So I'm i I'm very disappointed in the league, the USWFL, but I still support the teams. And, uh, every week I'll have a, a new team on the show to discuss, you know, what they are looking forward to for the the season, how their you know, their playoffs, you know, potential is, you know, the games, you know, we talked about injuries also last week and, uh, so, if you listen to that clip again on Vince Singletary, we talked about injuries as well as we talked about officiating, and then we're going to have a clip a little bit later. We specifically talked about uh, having blocked to the back, how sometimes uh, referees miss those, and that's pretty common. But uh, I had a, a, Meg and I did a, um, a clip on officiating. And uh, so we'll hear that a little bit later. I was looking at uh, John Spatz' easy football rankings. And again, um, I had talked to him about getting the USWFL in, and he said, well, I need the schedule. So he has not been able to uh, put together rankings uh, for the USWFL. But I'd like to read to you what he has, at least the first uh, top three teams in the iwfl and the three divisions of the wfa just just to give you what's going on out there in the iwfl the three top division teams are the austin uh, Yellow Jackets, the utah falcons and the sacramento sirens uh, if you look at his site it's easy uh, easy football rankings he doesn't have he's on a wix uh, website just put in easy football rankings and it's John uh, Spat. so you can go to his site and you kind of see how he ranks. A, a while ago, we had uh, on our first show on April 3rd, we had a uh, we talked about ratings versus rankings. Massey does ratings, and uh, John does rankings. So if you listen to the April 3rd show, you can kind of listen to that five-minute clip how he explained how every team starts at. Uh, uh, I believe he said it was uh, you start out at a hundred, if I'm not mistaken. Looking at the WFA for easy football rankings, uh, Division I, the top three teams are the Pittsburgh Passion, the Boston Renegades, the Central Cal War Angels. In Division II of the WFA, Mile High Blaze, Carolina Phoenix, and the Tampa Bay Inferno. And for Division Three, we have the Orlando Anarchy, Toledo Rain, and Rocky Mountain Thundercats. And uh, you can follow along with... Uh, Easy Football Rankings at Easy Football Rankings on Twitter. Okay, Dominique White will be joining us pretty soon with the Tennessee Diamondbacks, the owner, and so we'll kind of find out how their team, uh, this is their first season, and we'll find out how their games are progressing, uh, their schedule, and uh, the season ahead. Dominique, is that you? Good. Welcome to the show. How are you today?
3: I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing fine, thank you.
2: So the Tennessee Diamondbacks. Now this is this is your a first year team, is that correct?
3: That is correct.
2: Okay. So so tell me about the team. Tell me about yourself, and tell me what made you decide to
3: start a team. All right. Um, well, basically, the team right now we have is, is we have about twenty. On a good day, we have twenty. Um, young ladies come out and participate as far as practice and everything goes. Um, I feel like we have a pretty good squad. It's just getting everybody in one place at one time. So um, other than that, um, it's our first year for most of them. The other – it's probably like six of them that was on the the Tennessee Valkyrie or Clarksville Valkyrie last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually, I actually went to a few of those games. And me seeing how that was and me playing football myself, I didn't like the way that, organize, that organization was going. So I felt as though I could, you know, come in and give give it a little bit of justice to football. You know, seeing how it was no other way that the girl, the ladies would see football but what they had to go through right then. I didn't want to do mm-hmm. the sour taste in their mouth. So I was like I would start it up and try to do things right. Yes.
2: Well, yeah, you always have that different vision on how a team should be run, and you know there's a lot of teams out there in certain cities, and I know it's hard to find in the market. you know you're looking for players and they say, "Oh, well, there's only this many people, but you know you have to branch out. You have to look for players you know in different sports in different areas. You know a lot of times they say, oh well, you're taking you you know you're taking from our players. well, if they have a you know like maybe forty players. You know, there's not just 40 people that want to play football. You just have to go find, search for them where they're at. Oh yeah. So, so you said you had 20 players. Now how is that? Now that's you have a lot of since there's 22 players on the field, offense and defense. How do you um, how is that? How are you handling that as a as a team?
3: Oh, uh, I mean some some of the girls they go both ways. I try to keep a constant rotation to try to keep you know keep bodies fresh, legs fresh, and everything, is prevent energy prevent injuries and all that stuff from fatigue um they i feel like they're handling it pretty well we went down last week uh to johnson city shorthanded and i mean they gave everything they got although you know we had a few injuries but for the most part they fought i was i was very pleased we needed we needed the game um it's been a very frustrating situation you know as you said with the schedule and everything but everybody's like handling it pretty well so and,
2: and you did you did have an injury last week, and you had said that it wasn't too serious. Is she able to play, or is it is that she has to take some time off?
3: Well, honestly, um, <laughs> the crazy thing is I had three captains, and all three captains got injured. They, um, oh I no, believe them, I believe, them. yeah, all three of them will miss miss this game. So, yeah.
2: So it's how are you doing this year? Man. Now you played two games, correct? You played two games so far.
3: We've only played one.
2: Oh, just There's one, high high and that was last week. And unfortunately the USWFL isn't updating their schedule or their site so I I I am uh, in the dark for scores. So how did you do last week?
3: Uh we I believe we lost. I think it was 36 to
2: 6. Now are you updating yeah, your up- updating your your Okay. Are you updating your Facebook page cuz I see that you have a
3: Facebook page. Uh have you linked on the website? Yeah, I actually try to go live on the games that we have um so mm-hmm. the videos will be Posted up there. I haven't I haven't went up there and updated the score or anything yet because I'm I'm trying to get a schedule myself um, from the owner of the league. Which I mean, we're discussing that here and there, but I mean, I know our next game, so I guess we're taking a step at a time. Yeah.
2: So who are you playing next week?
3: We'll be playing Tennessee uh, Lightning. Okay, Tennessee Lightning. now. Now that
2: is out out of the league, out of the league team.
3: That is out of the league. Yes. Okay.
2: Yeah. You know, I think a lot of a lot of uh, leagues are trying to keep you know having um, out of the league games, so that way that keeps the the fees down and the traveling distance down. How far
3: is that from where you're at? Knoxville is about three hours. They're actually coming to us.
2: Oh, nice, nice. So now, when it came to your marketing, now you were saying that you pretty much have to do the the scores and everything. Now, do you have another a team that helps you, like uh, you know your marketing? Person and your uh, operations manager and things like that, are you pretty much fully staffed?
3: I'm not. I'm honestly by myself. I'm the owner. You're, I coach. <laughs> I do everything.
2: <laughs> How do you do it? Now, do you have any players that can kind of step up? You know, like other teams you see, you know, you have them playing, but then you have the, okay, they might handle marketing. I know they can't do, they're a player. But at least it would kind of take the take it off for you a little bit.
3: Yeah, I mean, I have a few players that, you know, they step in and help here and there. But it's not nothing that I try to put on their shoulders. You know, I want them to go out there and play football and not have to worry about nothing but football so they can focus on that and actually mm-hmm. enjoy the game. So I try to take on most of the responsibility. I mean, I, be looking, I look for help, but good help, you know, sometimes it's hard to find. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, see, now that, you know, since you've got a couple players not playing, you can have them step up, help you with the next game, help you with coaching, uh, you know, help you with the stats. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, they're injured, but for, but you can utilize them and, and, you know, make them feel that, you know, they're they're making a difference in the game, even though they're not playing it.
3: Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, like I said, they're, they're, they're my three captains. So, I mean, they already take that upon themselves to go ahead and step in and, Put in the extra effort to help everybody else get better. So you know I mean, because you always want if something, God forbid, something does happen to one player, the next person to step in. Like you're not missing rhythm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, you know, it's interesting. Now you're owner and coach. So, so do you handle? Are you the are you the only coach, or do you have other coaches that help you out?
3: I'm the only coach.
2: <laughs> so you're the offense, defense, special teams, quarterback. <laughs>
3: Everything. <laughs> so,
2: so how does uh, so then be in the L that you know? Because usually when you have um, a, like a larger team, you have coaches for you know offense, defense, quarterback, you know, def- mm. you know running backs and such. How do you handle a practice? I know you only have twenty players, but how do, how is your day? What does your day
3: consist of? I mean, it just depends on a practice day, day, I should live. say. I see. We'll go in. You know, Friday we've. With- if we play the game Saturday, we'll, um, Sunday they'll rest up. Monday we'll come watch film, and we'll get out there and just helmets, and we'll go over different techniques and things that I've seen in the game that need to be corrected. Um, we'll come back mm-hmm. Wednesday full pads where we're hitting, tackling drills, trying to get in offense. And then Thursday, same thing, hitting, tackling drills, and then defense. Friday is walkthroughs.
2: Okay, so you pretty much have four practice days, but one that consists of film and the other um –
3: are hitting, it's but you said now Saturday yeah. is walkthroughs. Do
2: you, you do tackling Friday, and hitting Friday. on those days?
3: No, Friday we. Well, out with Helmets, you know, it's fr- okay. Friday. Okay. Friday, yeah, we'll just come out. Um, helmets, um, we'll go over go over everything. Make sure everybody knows where they are on, on the special teams and everything. If I have to throw in different, I throw in different scenarios. Try to get them like going and to beat the play clock. Just different scenarios that's gonna Friday bring in the game.
2: You you have dedicated individuals that are coming to practice pretty much on a daily basis. You know for the for the for the team. Now now just to curiosity. Now you said that you know you're the only coach, but did you ever consider you know past players? You know maybe contacting past players that used to play football in the area. To, you know to kind of help out, like be your assistant coaches, and you know where they can kind of get firsthand knowledge. You know how to prepare. Maybe next year they can move up a little bit and have their own. Uh group to to
3: coach. I mean, I've uh I've reached out to people and I've I've even posted it on um you know the little Facebook sales sales things as like need need coaches. And I mean, I've had people say, yeah, I I will. And some people's come out, but then they'll kind of fall back off a little bit. And it's not nothing that like I kind of harp on because I personally I played football since I was young. I've played mm-hmm. overseas. I've played in college and everything so i play I've played around a lot, and I know I feel like a lot I've played different positions so i'm able i have the capability to coach multiple positions and yes. stuff and it's almost to the point where it's like if I can't get you know the help that I need, I can still facilitate all the information that I need to myself.
2: Now how now you where are you at at the field are you playing at a high school or a college or
3: the team we play at uh, we play at a high school
2: High school Now do you th- ever think of now see cuz you're going to be coaching but then you have to run the everyday um operations you know on game day so how how do you work that
3: It's is <laughs> I <run> am <around laughs> pulling
2: out my hair <laughs> Yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to see. I mean, you're you are spread so thin and you know, and your goal is to play the games so but at the same time you know, you have to run the game day operations. And a lot of times, you know, with with the high schools, you know, they have um you know, the concessions and all that that come in um uh, maybe maybe for for a percentage, you know, that they can take Help work, you know, the game day operations with you, or at least the the adults, you know, that help out, you know, for the students that, you know, do the the concession stands and everything. Is do you have the concessions with the high school students, or do you provide your own?
3: Uh, the high school does that.
2: The high school does that. Yeah, I, like I said, I'm just try, I'm just trying to fathom everything that you do. You know, you you one person, you know, handling all. I could just you know just coaching and just being an owner is enough, but. You know, handling oh, the marketing yeah. and everything. <laughs> so, so what do you yes, foresee for the?
3: Uh, what's that? I said yes. It is. Nerve- it's nerve wracking.
2: Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, so, what do you foresee with the season ahead? Now, you've 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 had one game you played, and next week you're, they're coming to you. So, how do, how does your your schedule looking? Are you, like you said, are you just doing one game at a time that you don't, really don't know your full schedule? Are they scheduling it as you go, or?
3: I don't honestly know my full schedule. I do know my next two games. Um, this next game is, like I said, the Knoxville or Tennessee Lightning. I'm not sure. I apologize if I messed up their name. But they are out of, they are out of Knoxville. So Okay, um, okay. Well, at least you, you have your home games
2: secured. So you would actually know what your home games are, so that way you can lock in, in the, the field date. Is I that correct?
3: I don't know. I just know this one game. And then the next game okay. is the away game. Okay.
2: Now, quick question, how do you, because, you know, a lot of teams that I've talked to um, have to know their games in advance so they can secure that that field, because, you know, you have your insurance and everything, so how do you, you, does your school work pretty closely with you that allows you to kind of say, hey, I got a game, I need to schedule this game, or do you just kind of, because you're at one field, correct?
3: Well, right now, I mean, with the situation, I have to kind of get what I can, so... Whenever I find out I got a home game, I kind of call in and get insurance for that one day, and then mm-hmm. I go and I I go I try to go to the same school, but you know if it's not I got probably about five or six schools around here I can go to, so I'm fortunate to have that many schools. Yes, me.
2: you are because a lot of people you know only have one to choose from, and they're they're panicking because they got to get that that bid in because of everything else that's happening you know during the
3: spring. Oh, yeah. Yeah, football <laughs> like starting everything.
2: Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. So, um, so so tell me a little bit about your the dynamics of your your team. Um, you know, like what type of uh, where do your players come from? I mean, you know, are they what you know their their careers and how you got how they came about to joining the team?
3: Um. Honestly, I got a a few of my players are actually from the army because we're right here by our army base. So, okay. Um, okay. Yeah, a few of them come from the army, um, and then we have uh, just basically. I put it on Facebook. I try to do like car wash. I do. I do a lot of public events that I try to incorporate the mm-hmm. team with, and it just it's just word of mouth. I got business cards that I just hand out randomly to females, or I may get on Facebook and just randomly message random females and be like, "Hey, my name's Dominique. I got a football team. Would you like to play?" So, I mean, it's been a it's been a lot of work put into it. Uh, it's definitely harder than I thought it would be. But, yeah,
2: and with them in, being in the military, you know, they get sent away, you know. Uh, then you have to, you know, find another player. Do you, do you find that a lot of them are, you know, doing their tours, get sent somewhere, and you have to, you know, you're shorthanded again?
3: Oh, yeah, that's that's definitely a big issue um, around here, especially, I mean, men and women's football around here, that's, that's just how it goes semi-pro-wise.
2: Well, I'm excited for your your season. You know, to get underway. You know, it's exciting. You know, to see the teams that have started or in their second season. Uh, so, give me some of your let's see your website. You have you just have the the one website, the Facebook, correct?
3: We do just have the one Facebook right now. We got our, our website is actually under construction right right now. So okay, um, the person that was doing that is kind of I guess dropped the ball on that. So I got to pick that up too as well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you know Facebook. You know as long as you have Facebook, um, I was trying to see you didn't. You don't have a Twitter account, do you? Not yet.
3: No, we have an Instagram.
2: Okay, because you know I'm not sure if Instagram. I don't. I don't have an Instagram, but I I know that if you have a Twitter account, and I'm sure Instagram does the same thing. If you just promote on the Facebook, it'll automatically send it to Twitter. Now, Instagram.
3: Yeah.
2: I don't know. Is that the, the same thing?
3: Yeah, it does the same thing.
2: Okay, so see if you just start look up a Twitter account. See, I would follow you on Twitter. I don't have Instagram. <laughs> I think I'm behind the times with Instagram uh, and everything. But uh, okay, well, thank you, thank you for uh, coming on the show today. Do you have anything you'd like to add, or you know, let us know what upcoming events are? I know your game is coming uh, this Saturday at at what time are you playing?
3: Uh, we will be playing at. Um
2: two then that's 2 p.m uh central time correct correct okay and then so you said that you're going to have like little live um are you going to have audio or video uh out on your facebook yeah. page
0: okay great it great, will great.
3: be live on the page yeah.
2: okay and uh hire somebody to put your scores down <laughs> I, <I'm sorry. laughs> okay thank you so much for coming on the show and uh, right, we'll talk to you real soon.
3: All right.
2: Okay, thank you so much. All right. Okay, yeah, Dominique White, owner, coach, everything of the uh, Tennessee Diamondbacks. You can check out their website at, on Facebook at, let me see what that said. I just had that. Let's see. Facebook.com forward slash TN Diamondbacks. So you can check them out on Facebook and Instagram. Again, that was Dominique White of the Tennessee Diamondbacks. Okay, I'm going to play a clip. Okay, I'm having problems with my my, uh, switchboard. Okay, so the next clip I'm going to play it's on officiating. So as I told you last week, uh, I was discussing officiating, how there's a lot of times, you know, referees aren't aware. Um, you know of problems on the field because their eyes can't be everywhere, and so I was talking about that. If something is going on and and there's no call on it, you know let your let your coach know. Let you know to let the referee know. it can say, hey, you know, hey, this person keeps grabbing my face mask. You know, can you can you keep an eye on them? You know, so if, if there's a, a constant call that's happening, uh, you know, you need to notify the ref because even though they're They're out there. Their eyes can't be everywhere. So, you know, they have their certain areas that they're watching. So I have a clip on officiating. And there is a second clip that I have um, that I'm probably going to put on the website, radio.jchawks.com, only because I have to do a little editing. I was listening to it. I have it uh, uploaded on the show. Or on the on the site, but for some reason it's really faint. The one coach is really faint, so I'm going to have to increase uh, the volume on him. Uh, so what I'll do is I'll put it on radio.jchawks.com, and you'll when you go to it. So I'll try to get it up there uh, by tomorrow. So um, I'll tweet it. So also if you um, if you have Twitter, you can follow me on Twitter at jc_hawks. Uh, so so let me play this clip, and I'll, and I'll talk to you in a few minutes. So this is about a 15-minute clip uh, on officiating.
1: We are in weeks three and four in women's football, and we've had great topic ideas from our listeners as well as from other show broadcasts through Women's Football Talk. Meg, I know you didn't hear the clip we played just before. It was a segment that brought out the subject of controversial officiating in sports. I actually got humor from the clip because the coach was unhappy with the officiating of his past game in Week 3, and did the ABCs of what he felt of the officiating at that particular game. Which brings up our topic this week, questionable officiating in women's tackle football. But I also wanted to point out that last week we stressed the importance of statistics. And looking back at the two teams, uh, the, the home team had no penalties reported and the complaining team didn't report any stats. So really we can't go by any penalties. We don't know what happened. Uh, they didn't go into too much detail of what had happened, just just the humor of the officiating. But as you know, there are always two sides of the story in refereeing and, you know, as a player and a coach, how they feel the game should be played. Do you agree with that?
0: Yeah, I do. I feel that, you know, the refs can't always see everything that goes on on the field, and sometimes the coaches are able to see that just because they're maybe watching their players more. I mean, bottom line, you've got 22 players on the field and maybe four to six refs trying to watch everything that's going on. The rest are going to be more concerned about where the ball is and the play of what's going on, where the ball is played. You know, if the ball runs to the left side, they're not necessarily watching that right side, and things can happen over there, you know, that refs might be able to catch and see. Um, and as far as you reporting, I know we had talked prior um, As far as stuff being reported, as far as uh, the penalties, um, in some leagues the the head ref is supposed to go back and report those and keep a written record of all the penalties, whether it be a five-yard penalty or whether it be a personal foul for 15 yards or whatever it is, and have that list and report that to the league. So you know, if it comes down to one player keeps getting personal fouls every single game they play in, that situation can be handled. I know sometimes the home team or the a visiting team is also supposed to report those, um, depending on what league you're in and where you're supposed to report that, to make sure things get mentioned and written down and there's kind of a record of that so the players can be followed, just as well as the good plays that are being made, um, you know, those personal fouls and things like that. Yes, you're always going to have incidental on things, you know, incidental face masks, maybe somebody jumping off the sides. Those aren't necessarily your main problems. You know, the main problems when it comes down to safety. And sometimes the refs aren't always going to see those safety issues because there's other things going on. Like I said, you've got 22 people on the field playing a full contact sport. A lot can happen.
1: I need to bring up a good point. Refs don't see everything on the field, but if you have four to six refs, where are they actually watching? Are they, are they watching the ball carrier afterwards, or are the referees that are actually supposed to be watching you know, the, the out parts of the field? Where are they actually designated to watch?
0: I know, I mean, I'm not specific in exactly where, but I do know there's your head ref. You've got, you got your ref that that's making sure the ball person is running the ball in and out, you know, tossing to them. You've got your ref that's tossing the marker of where the ball's supposed to be placed. You've got your side judges. You've got the ref that's out there on the field, you know, in the middle of the game of play. You know, you've got to think, he's trying to watch the play at the same time not get run over by players. It's going to be hard, even if you are designated the spot to watch on the field, to make sure you catch everything. You know, it, you, you're you're a human being. This is not replay. If something goes wrong, we don't have the opportunity to rewind it back. Oftentimes, sometimes you will watch film after a game and be like, wow, that wasn't a touchdown, or wow, that was a touchdown, or wow, look at that play that didn't get called. You know, you don't see those things when you're out there. And sometimes you don't even, when you watch the film, you don't catch it till the third or fourth time. Wow, look at that person, how she got blocked out of the play. I didn't see that till now because it wasn't where the ball was originally being played it was all the way across the other side of the field so even if they have a designated spot to look some things just aren't going to be seen
1: and things we do hate to talk about which does happen in football there are players who play dirty they're going to try to get away with something where they aren't seen by the ref and that sometimes happens after the play or and it continues to happen and we've seen that happen time and time again but what do you do when stuff like that happens
0: You know, it just depends on the severity of it. If you're just out there playing and, and say, you know, you're number 33 and the offense over there keeps grabbing your face mask, you can point out to the ref, hey, can you please watch number 57 on the offense? They keep grabbing my face mask. Can you please make sure that, you know, that's noted? And, you know, the ref will turn to that player and say, hey, watch the face mask. I'm going to be watching you. Sometimes if it's something mild like that, you can take care of it. Other times, you know, cheap shots and things like that, let your coach know. Let your players know. I had a player come up to me and say, hey, number 22 just slug me, hit me in the mouth. If you get a chance to fairly hit her, knock her out of a play because she's not playing correctly. And we're not saying knock them out of the play illegally. We're just saying make sure when you get a chance to hit the player, she's fair play, hit her, because she's, she's already out there trying to do everything she can wrong. You know, if it's very bad severity, you know, ask for a timeout. Ask to speak to the official right then. Hey, my players keep getting their head turned sideways because face Master's is so bad. Can we please do something about this? If it's really, really unsafe and you don't want to continue the game, call your, your league officials, whatever league you're in. Um, see what you can do about that. You know, but I think mean, the best call is to get to know your refs before you start the game. Go up and introduce yourself. When you know them on a first-name basis, it makes it easier to say, hey, Ted, or hey, Mr. Bill, or whoever. You know, this is what's going on. Can I please talk to you for a minute? If it's a rule violation or something like that that you're unaware, because the rules are all different. You know, women's football, we, we, we grab, you know, it doesn't matter what league you're in, but you're grabbing some rules from NCAA, maybe high school rules, maybe college rules, maybe some of the pro rules. You know, some leagues use all pro rules, whatnot. Some of the refs are not up to date on that. They may only be a high school ref. They're not knowing what, you know, there's different things. you one foot inbounds, two feet inbounds, live ball, dead ball foul so many different rules that they're out there watching. You know, if you've got a rule violation and it's something that you can just ask the ref later, wait till halftime and then, you know, have your head coach go and talk to the head ref and politely just say, Hey, I have the rule book right here. This is what our league says for the rules, you know, can we contest this or whatnot? You know, and you can always go back and, you know, if there's really bad plays, I know one time when um when I was on the sirens we played a, a team up in up north, um and the player ripped her helmet off the field and all this stuff, and we went back later um, and filed a grievance and got it taken care of. The player actually got suspended and ejected for more games than just that game because of the the unfair, unsportsmanlike context. I mean, there's no need for teams to play dirty. You know, there's no need for them to go out there, win, lose, or draw. Try to be respectful. We're taught, you know, a lot of the teams are taught that, hey, it doesn't matter if the other team plays dirty. You still go out there and you play a fair game because we don't stoop to their level. They're talking crap. You know, a little bit of crap talk is going to happen out on the field because you're playing a contact sport. you got to get in that mindset to want to hit somebody. But to just out and out knock somebody down and then start cussing them out and saying whatever, bees, keep her on the ground, blah, blah, that's just that's just uncalled for you you can go out there and you don't have to pick every single player up knock them down then turn around and walk away that's fine but you don't need to cut them and degrade them you know ultimately that stems those type of things stem not from the rest that stems from the team and their family team as a whole from the coaches and the players all the way on up it gives football a bad name you know and it gives women's football a bad name because we we don't need to be you know having that kind of crap talk going on out there
1: an injury is what we don't want to have and And, you know, and and speaking of some officiating that, you know, sometimes you get the coaches that are in the ref's ear so much, I think that falls on dead ear. They start ignoring it. And and sometimes players can get hurt by that. Have you ever seen that happen where a a coach is in that ref's ear so much that they just start ignoring certain plays? Yeah,
0: I, I, I have seen that. You know, the refs get pretty worked up. I mean, excuse me, the coaches get pretty worked up when a player gets, you know, is at risk of getting hurt. By all means, they want them to make sure their players are safe. You know, and if stuff's going on and refs aren't seeing it, coaches, hey, come on, refs, can't you see that face mask? Can't you see this? Or, you know, if one team's getting called a lot more for it and the other team's doing just the same thing but not getting called for it, you know, the coaches are going to say something, and I've seen the ref finally just, hey, back up. If you say anything else, I'm going to throw you out of the game and not listen, when really it's just a safety issue. But I think it's also a way if you approach the ref. Like I said before, approach the ref. Hey, can we take a timeout? Hey, can I talk to the head ref for a second? Or, hey, you know, can you watch this call going on? Because I ultimately, like you said, Barb, it's about safety. Really, it's about safety. You know, all those penalties, you can get penalties for the face mask and stuff. That's 15 yards. But, you know, you know, I got slammed in the back the other day, when you're running, you keep your head on a, on a swivel. But when I'm about to make a tackle, I've got my head on a swivel and I'm balanced, but I'm not expecting somebody to just nail me from the back for no reason. Players can get hurt. And, you know, that 15 yards that that other team may get to go, you know, backwards 15-yard penalty, that's not worth my life. That's not worth being paralyzed or a broken limb or things like that. So it's really important that, you know, it's kind of expressed when these players start doing that, take them out of the game. You know, sometimes a 15-yard penalty just isn't enough when a team's playing dirty. And, you know, sometimes the refs need to pay attention to what the coaches are saying. I think if you approach them in a direct manner, a lot of the refs are receptive. You know, if you point out, hey, you know, number 57 keeps holding. Can we get a get a call on that? But sometimes they'll start watching more because they do want to call a fair game. They don't want to be considered an unfair ref. Sometimes you do have that situation where the refs just ignore it. You know, and, and that's putting the player's safety in jeopardy. And then maybe, you know, you can talk to um, other teams about that or talk to a league official or talk to somebody about hey every time we play this team This one ref he's not watching out for the safety of the individuals And I, I would hope that another team if they had a ref that wasn't calling fair Would understand that too because they want everybody to be safe I mean they always say that after the game when you you have your little prayer or you mix together you you want to make sure Everybody's safe. Well, that's not promoting safety if you're out and out knowing that the ref is not seeing calls made against the other team and that you're doing to them when it's unfair, because it, it all comes down to that injury factor, and there's so many injuries that can happen from this sport, being a full contact sport, that you really got to keep your players safe, and when those coaches get into those refs here, that's what it's about, you know, and I really think, yes, there's sometimes where they can go too far, but I still think that the refs should acknowledge them.
1: Mm-hmm. And the bottom line is safety, and, you know, and, and you know, I also hear a lot of times uh, from the fans, you hear the fans screaming, oh, it's the home refs, they're calling on their own players, and that's not true, you know, they get the pool of refs from, uh, I guess there's like a, an area where they get the refs from, and it, you know, they're not favoring any particular home team. They're just doing their job. You know, you you find the requirements. I'm not sure what the minimal requirements are or what's required to, you know, to find an officiator, but you pick the best for, that's going to be fair to both sides of the team. I mean, yeah, you may get some that favor some, but you hope that that in the in the long run they are doing it for the safety of the sport and for you know for the game. Do you have any any closing thoughts? Maybe. Well,
0: yeah. You got to you got. I mean, not only do you have to get a fair ref, you got to get a ref so that's going to know when to call a play. I mean, sometimes you are going to have a little extra pushing and shoving, but you got to understand it's football and you got to let the girls play. You can't call every single thing. I mean, I've played in a game before where the ref just he was fly happy. I swear, every single play didn't matter who it was, he was throwing flags all over the field. There's got to come a point where when you throw it is for a safety issue or for a blatant rule violation, jumping offsides or you know, the clock or the play time, right, you know, you ran out of play clock, things like that, you know, those are things, you know, sometimes you get those little push-ups, a little, you know, they weren't even in the area, we, there was a flag, you know, that, you know, got waved off, but it was basically, she was going for the ball, you know, and so our defender hit the receiver, and it was called, oh, that that was, um, you know, the, the pass didn't get to the, the receiver, but what they tried to say was the pass interference, and you hit her on purpose, well, that was a catchable ball. You don't have that instant replay, so you got to kind of make that judgment. Look, our player is not going to just hit somebody for no reason. If it's a pretty catchable ball, she's going to do her job, you know, so you have to know, and if, if players, everybody plays fair, then you can, you know, go with that understanding, okay, somebody's not going to just do a free hit just because they're going to watch and see, hey, I'm going to hit them because that ball's in the air and there's a chance for it to be catchable, and if she doesn't catch it, she's going to get hit anyway because the ball's in the air coming, you know, so you look at those kind of factors, and you and you hope that your refs are going to be fair. Yes, sometimes you do have that home field advantage. A ref might favor a team a little bit more, or they might understand how a team plays. Hey, this team just plays rough. You know what I mean? This team gets within the last second of the play clock running out, but I know that it hasn't run out kind of a thing, and it may look like that, but, you know, I can sit here and count 24 seconds. They take that long. You know, and sometimes maybe those kind of calls get get seen as, well, they're favoring, but, you know, it's all knowing the team that you're refing. You know, their their tendencies. All teams have some tendencies, but ultimately, most of the refs are pretty fair. You know, when it comes down to the outcome of the game, it's it's called fair. You get your refs. You you got four or six of them. They all have to agree. They've all had to be um you know have some type of license to be out there to ref. You know, and it just comes down to the different rules and making sure they understand the rules of women's football. Sometimes that's that they don't get that. They're only refing. Eight, eight to ten games a year. They don't necessarily have that underneath their belt of experience of reffing women's games and knowing all the rules. And I think sometimes that happens. But for the most part, most of the time the refs are pretty fair. They're supposed to report those, those penalties. Um, you know, you do have your teams that do play dirty, but they need to make sure it's, it's safety. You know what I mean? You need to make sure the ref's job is to keep the players safe. They're supposed to be that one person that's the mediator between the both teams. And when you do get a ref that favors the home team too much, that, that can affect some of the safety. Um, I think that should be looked at. I definitely think that should be looked at when you get into playoff games and championship games. I know there isn't such a thing as home field advantage for having your fans there and things like that. When it comes down to refs, they should pick, pick, you know, just like how they do when you when you pick all-stars. They should pick the best refs from the whole entire league. Fly them out there and rest those games. Because then you know it's fair. They don't have any – to have any um, feelings for either team. And they're just yeah. out of the
1: Yeah, and, and the bottom line is safety first. And if you have a problem with any officiating the game, go through the proper channels. Don't take it in your own hands. Don't don't cause any problems on the field. Just go through the proper channels. and Definitely. Keep hand your,
0: handle yourself in, in a professional manner. For women's football, Handle yourself in a professional manner. Make your league look good. Make your players look good. Make the sport be representative the way it should be. You know, especially if you're that professional, be sure that things are are done correctly so that it doesn't harm the league.
2: Okay, that was a clip uh, Meg and I did a few years back. But it it stands true, you know, today, officiating. You know, you're going to have problems, but you make sure that you make the refs aware, you know, what they are missing and make sure you talk to your coach. Um, As Meg pointed out, you know, sometimes refs, they're so used to, you know, Uh, refing for high school um, and they don't know you know the the rules that you know we are playing you know we might be playing NCAA we might be playing high school rules but we might have modifications so you know before your your refs get out there uh, you know let them know say hey you know these are the rules we're going by and you know they, they should be familiar and and make sure you have your copy on hand that if you have to you know have them make adjustments or corrections um, I do know that, I'm trying to think, years ago, um, we didn't have, I'm trying to think what it was, they they called a play dead, I think the player fell to one knee, and I think they called it dead, and I'm, I'm trying to think that we didn't have that rule back then, this was back in, I'm going to say 2006, uh, but, you know, they weren't aware, but once they were made aware, they knew, you know, the next time you know, not to make the call the same way, but, uh, yeah, so that was, that was Megan and I, um, every week I'll be pulling some segments that, you know, we had interviews or special segments from years ago. I, I'm actually pulling it from my other show. Uh, we have many years <laughs> of those and, you know, and, and it folds into what we are doing now, you know, like the injury clip we had, uh, now the officiating clip. And like I said, I'm going to put that other clip on the, um, the ABCs of officiating, the coaches list of officiating. there was actually uh, two coaches that, uh, well, one particular was ranting about the officiating uh, in in Pittsburgh. Um, This was like, oh, gosh, how many years ago was this? I think this was in 2009 this occurred. So it was a while ago, but it's funny. I happened to pick it up because I had talked about it last week that there was a clip, and I found it. And, uh, but I just want to polish it up and, and make it louder because the second coach, the, the main coach that's you know doing the the list, is, is hard to hear. So I'm going to you know adjust the volume and then I'll put it on radio.jchawks.com. It, it's it's humorous. Um, I do know that the owner of the the team of the coaches wasn't very happy, <laughs> but uh, I I found it humorous. So uh, I want to thank you for, you know, listening to the show. I want to thank, uh, especially thank Dominique White, owner of the Tennessee Diamondbacks, uh, for coming on the show and talking about the, the team, uh, the Diamondbacks. Um, you know, I, I do have to say, though, I find it really, really hard. And I know that there's, there's frustration of, amongst the, the team owners. Um, Like I said, I'm very disappointed in in the USWFL for not – you know, they're not stepping up. They're not, you know, promoting the teams that are in their league. You know, they're not giving due recognition. And, yes, I'm about promoting. I'm about promoting the teams. But, like I said, it's very disappointing um, that the league isn't doing all they can do.
3: And uh,
2: Dominique had said that, you know, they don't know – he doesn't know his day-to-day schedule or his week-to-week schedule. He does know the next two games, I think he said, but he's got to wait. And, um, you know, me personally at this point, I think, (laughs) you know, if I were a team owner, I'd I'd get together with other team owners and say, hey, you know what, we need to have our schedule. We need to know, you know, give courtesy to our fans, And I. Personally, and this is just me. I would I would get together with the other teams and say, okay, let's put together a schedule. What works? You throw out a couple, uh, and and you, and you kind of see how it works. You know, say, oh, we'll stay here and do this team and this team. Um, I only say that is because I used to have a a sixes football team. I wasn't part of any league. Um, Ahmad Newton and myself. He was the the Ventura Black Widows. Uh, we kind of set up some games. We played uh, against the California Quake, who uh, were an 11-man team, but they played sixes, you know, to help us out. We were in our exhibition exhibition uh, season in 2010, and we just kind of set up a schedule, you know. Um, it was kind of hard for me to get a field um, in the refs, so I said, hey, Ahmad, I said, would you have a, uh, an issue with us always coming out there, you know. And it's, it's in Ventura. We're, we were about maybe between six and eight hours away. So my team, every time we played them, we just drove out there. It was easier for me to, you know, get the hotel, and 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 drive the players. You know, we rented two vans. We were small. We had maybe, gosh, I don't know how many players we had. <laughs> Not a lot. Uh, it was pretty much uh, Iron Man football, you know. But um, and that's what we did. We just just set up a schedule, and and it worked. It worked for us, you know. And um, me personally, that's just my opinion. You know, as teams in the league, you know, you're you're trying to get you know play the season. That's just something you know that you seriously consider. You know, I don't know you know what the reasons are, but uh, you see the other two leagues, you know, they're getting the schedules out and they're you know updating updating the boards. They're tweeting, and you know, all we're hearing with the USWFL are crickets you know and it it's hard for me to report on uh you know the USWFL if i don't have any information and um like i said i started this this show to promote teams of the USWFL and and i want to continue to promote those teams and uh but i'm just saying you know it's 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 very hard to promote the league if they're not promoting themselves but that was my rant for the day. <laughs> Again, thank you so much, Dominique White, owner of the Tennessee Diamondbacks for coming on the show. Uh, I will be uh, contacting two more teams to try to get them to come on the show. And I'll also find a special segment to play. And if you have any comments or questions, you can email me at JC at JC Hawks.com. And, Please follow, follow me on Twitter at JC Hawks. And our website uh, is radio.jchawks.com. Again, thank you so much for listening, and have a happy Monday, and we'll see you next week.
0: this is late night dan bringing you all these smooth flavors we are taking requests Caller number one what's your name
2: um it's bill uh can i try a creamy custard concrete with oreo
0: cookie pieces you got it Caller number two you're on the air uh can i uh also get one made with heath bar now that's smooth dan yes sir what are you doing nothing just
2: manning the drive-in well stop using that voice
0: Try the new creamy custard concrete in flavors like vanilla made with Heath Bar. This is how you Sonic. For a limited time only at participating Sonic drive-ins. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil.